there, campers. While we're gathering around the campfire, we just want to let you know we are not what you would call experts. What we do have is a love for researching and discussing the lore of cryptids, creatures, and an occasional spooky woman that can eat our soul. So if you are in need of immediate help with the chupacabra in your yard, please consult someone else. Also, this podcast isn't for kids. These campfire stories can contain graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for young campers. Solicitor discretion is advised. Folklore podcast where we tell you the history and stories of different legends and lore from all around the world. Oh, thanks for zooming out. I felt like a giant woman. <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry, that was you can edit that. Sorry. <laughs> uh, well, let's get it's kind of weird when we don't talk a lot right before we go into yeah. recording because i'm like it's thursday we're both tired you know <laughs> we're doing our best we're here we made it it's been a long week <laughs> but we're yeah here. thursdays used to be my friday so i used to be like hell yeah but now thursdays are just thursday what me. happened do you i i oh, totally just, forgot just, to ask just work schedule change you know what happens oh gross okay i was like yeah. we were panic manic messaging me today about schedule stuff and i just <laughs> I was just watching you unravel, like, I don't know what's going on. I should really <laughs> ask him. <laughs> yeah. But we solved it. We're here. We're recording. <laughs> Things are great. It's, it is refreshing to have you be the manic scheduler for once in this dynamic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've, no, I get that. Yeah, I feel like it's normally me, like the midnight of like oh shit can we do this tomorrow yeah because <laughs> i forgot to bring it up <laughs> but anyway um what did you find oh so alluring today so where i live this last week the highlander games came into town and every we've gone like the last three years and every year oh. i'm like i'm gonna buy a dang kilt and I finally got one. Yes! And I wore it, and it was sick. I'll post a picture of it in Discord. Yes. Um, it felt good. It felt right. Something about it. You felt I saw like a, a picture man? of me, like a candid one, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I like... you powerful. I don't know how to describe it. The most in my life, the... The guys I have met that, like, really exude comfortable in their masculinity and femininity are big on wearing a kilt once in your life. They said that it's, like, yeah. some power 
you feel you're like connected to the earth all the stars align stuff like that so that's how you got to do it live your best life kilt Mm -hmm. it up (laughs) yeah i don't and i i don't know how to describe it but i will say it was like 98 degrees and i was wearing jeans and then i changed into my kilt it dropped at least 15 degrees the breeze good decision overall yeah um, but yeah, what did you find alluring this week? Oh man, what did I put in my notes? <laughs> There's, there has been a lot. I'm, I'm right now. I go through phases with crafting, where I kind of manic craft a bunch of things at once. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm a little bit in it. So <laughs> you're, in the, you're in the shit right now. <laughs> yeah, and it's like all my projects have like accumulated around me and are slowly suffocating me. <laughs> <And I> just, <laughs> but I need to finish all of them because we have our trip coming up and I got yeah. like some thrifted jeans and I'm making them this one style and I'm putting like embroidered flowers on them that I've made and all this stuff because I can't find the jeans I want and all the jeans I want are like 150 for a pair and I don't even like how they look so I'm like well I'm just gonna make it so I have that project I may be making like two more Mothman camp counselors right now because why not and I have a collection of friendship bracelets and like two shirts I want to sew for my trip and a video of Mothman on fire on my camera I need to edit so there's like A lot. Is that a candle ad of him on fire? <laughs> not literally. It's like <laughs> and not how to use how not to use a candle. <laughs> that should have been it. No, it's like a felt flame to like promote oh. our Patreon. And nice. It was great. Edgar was helping me, and he learned I make a lot of sound effects when I'm recording. <laughs> no, I just have like too many projects, and then on top of that, I was like. I should get into gardening. <laughs> I just have two free days a week, you guys. So it's going great. <laughs> Everything. Yeah, this is fine. I'm like just in the middle of all of them. And today I was like, I should start my embroidery on this one shirt. And I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I have to stop. I don't myself. know what it is about this time of year. Life just feels so busy. Man. Like, yeah. Like March, April, just. For some reason, and it's been my whole life. Right. March and April are just nightmares consistently. It's like the changing to spring and then the changing to fall. Because I feel like October, I get crazy. Yeah, that too. People want to do stuff because the weather's changing. Yes. I literally have not had a day to just like stay home and play games for like probably two months like literally since the beginning of march and (laughs) next week i do not this weekend but next weekend i do and oh boy oh that's so am i gonna savor every second of it i i'm literally planning right now that's why my phone was buzzing i put it down i was like do you guys want to do like a mario kart night and i make rainbow road cocktails (laughs) so so i was like i want to do that this weekend badass I want to play games and not look at the crafts consuming my world for like 20 minutes. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, oh no, a lot of magical things I'm working on. There's your, there's your, your help to your transition. 
Yeah. Um, speaking of that, um, let's get into the episode. Do campfire sounds. I couldn't think of anything. Um, I don't have a poem this week, so instead, I will be doing my best impression of the monster Kimmy is about to be doing. <clears throat> <clears throat> what are we talking about? Well, I'm glad because that was the thing I forgot in show notes and I knew I forgot something. <laughs> um, that was beautiful. So, the Ozark Wilderness is a beautiful place to explore the outdoors and hike to your heart's content. That being said, be cautious when out at night and if you start to hear strange howls that send a shiver down your spine, it's best to pack up and head home. That's because there's a furry cryptid. Not like furry furry, like adorable furry in the other sense. Like animal. I'm not helping it. You guys know what I mean. (laughs) You're not. (laughs) And that has made its home in the Ozark Mountains. And though it's unclear what creature will do if it captures you, you won't want to stay around to find out. So, here is this week's lovely illustration for all our video listeners, video watcher listeners. Um, For all our lovely audio listeners, you can find this image on our Instagram, or you can go to alluring.com and look at our blog, or you can watch this video on YouTube. And I finally learned to point in the right direction with it. Um, It's some howler juice, so you can howl just like Ryan did. (laughs) Which is pretty great. Um, it probably tastes like grape soda, because that's what it looks like. Most likely. <laughs> so this Boysenberry. Boysen. Ooh, like a blackberry. That would be really Ooh. good. Like a blackberry drink. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, that sounds amazing. If you have enough, you will be howling like that. So mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so this week we will be talking about an eerie cryptid that lurks through the mountains and lets out a howl of death to those who are near. This creature, known as the Ozark Howler, has been a part of American folklore since the mid-1800s and is part of Arkansas, Missouri, Oklahoma, and even some parts of Canada and Mexico. It wasn't until the early 2000s that this creature made its impression in a collection of first-hand encounters, but it will always be one cryptid that was easily confused with different animals in the area. So... Though it is unclear the exact origins of this eerie creature, we do know sightings of the Ozark Howler date back to the mid-1800s and have been a major part of Arkansas folklore since. So legends of it roaming trails throughout the Ozark region let out a ghastly howl and was told amongst locals to both scare and caution people when exploring the mountainside. So there was also the belief that the origins of the Ozark Howlers are connected to the Black Dog of Death. So, during the mid to late 1800s, Scottish, Irish, Welsh, and English settlers homesteaded to the Ozarks plateaus and brought with them their ancestral stories and mythologies. One of these is the legends of the Black Dog of Death. I don't know if you know a lot about this one, actually. I don't. No, I've never even heard of that one. Okay. So, without getting too much into it, because... I want to do a future episode with it, and I may have personally had an encounter with an entity like this when I was in high school. That was wild, and I have a scrapbook picture to prove it. Um, So 
But the Black Dog of Death is found in British folklore, and it's quite similar to hellhounds. So much like the Ozark Howler, it's a large beast that has glowing red eyes and is believed to be a dark omen predicting the death of those who see it or hear its howl. Now, (laughs) I love this photo so much. I love medieval art because it's just caveman art with religious undertones. (laughs) A little bit, yeah. (laughs) And a little bit more, like, oriental detail to it, like, where they ornate, "Ah." ornate, that's the right word, Jesus Christ, (laughs) ornate detail to it. But, man, I love it so much. So, some argue that these two, though similar, are quite different because the Ozark Howler has more of a cat-like beast appearance to it versus the Black Dog of Death, which is more like a dog. Plus, prior to the early 1900s, cougars, panthers, and pumas roamed the Ozark. So if anyone was to mistake a beast-like creature for any type of animal... A cat version of it makes more sense than a dog version. So even though it's unclear if the legend of the black dog of death helped in the origins of the Ozark Howler or even helped make it more popular, we do know that the written encounters of the creature were far and few. And that was until the 2000s. So this is a way more... I, And it's because I'm getting old and you're getting old, but... The 2000s to me seems so young. <laughs> yeah, that was that was like three years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, three years ago, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so three years ago, during the early yeah, 2000s. No more. No more than that. <laughs> Four years ago. Definitely not 20 years ago. <laughs> Four years ago, during the early 2000s, there were a collection yeah. <laughs> of first-hand encounters that people had reported, especially from 2005 to 2011. So these sightings were all similar and told of a beast-like dark cat roaming through the mountains of Newtown Count to Arkansas. Some sightings said it was just one creature, others said there was anywhere between two or four of them moving in a pack. Regardless of how many there were, there was always an eerie feeling experienced by those who witnessed the creature firsthand. And for those who didn't see the creature, some described how just hearing it would send shivers down their spine. So, the sound is described as a collection of unearthly animal cries combined together to make one feel unwell after hearing it. So, let me see. Sorry. Let me see if I want to talk about it because I have a little question mark. No, no, no. No, I don't want to talk about it. You talk about that later. So, I'm going to skip that. Because I didn't do a final read of my show notes, and I apologize. Um, So we're going to go to the word meaning. Ozark Howler, super simple to break down. Ozark is because the region. Howler, because it has one hell of a howl. Because it's pretty straightforward on our naming conventions (laughs) on our American cryptids. We have Bigfoot, the Ozark Howler. Just... They are what they are. No, because I see this as the perfect opportunity for us, Ryan. I see us, if we see a cryptid, we can name it whatever we want. You know Depends what I what mean? what it looks like. If it's got little feet, I'm going to just call it small foot. <laughs> I put the naming conventions we got going. 
you could you could name it you can name it ryan smallfoot and that would be yeah. what podcasts would be talking about in mm-hmm. 10 years from now yeah like, i'm pretty sure it's a forest spirit and it'll just be like i went out with like a, a like size three nikes and just left some footprints <laughs> out there <laughs> can we can we go like just make a cryptid just like make one up i think that i mean be... <laughs> can we haven't we all here i have <laughs> i have a great i have a great marketing campaign for us we we could do our own version of snipe hunting you know what i mean I love snipe hunting. <laughs> if you're up listening real quick, uh, doing like snipe hunts with like campers when I was growing up was the most fun thing in the world. We'd get elaborate. We'd get like bird poop and like actual rocks and like throw them into bags so it looked like something went in it. Like we went all out. I have I have one future request that I'm I'm gonna manifest by saying it. When we finally get popping enough where we can do a tour, I would love nothing more than to figure out how to do a snipe hunt, alluring style in it. (laughs) Maybe that's like, you know how celebrities have meet and greets? Ours is you have to go snipe hunting with us. Yeah. Nobody Google what that is if you don't already know, because that'll ruin the fun. (laughs) I just Just hold out. Hold out. A couple more months. (laughs) <laughs> let just let the magic of alluring take you on a journey because you yeah. can go snipe hunting with ryan and i other celebrities you meet and greet you take a picture yeah. you say hi you maybe yeah. cry because you're happy Same. that's great yeah but with us you know you could cry because you're terrified or scared yeah. maybe yeah. i get dragged into the forest at one point never maybe. to be seen again <laughs> like i said we get elaborate with it <laughs> You'll get pins for your cooperation. Listen, if you've ever been like, I don't know about supporting Alluring, you should support us just for the possibility that you will go (laughs) snipe. (laughs) Anything can happen. What a selling point. (laughs) $3 a month, you can cancel whenever. $3 to go snipe hunting with you just get your bunny at the end like oh my god it's it's luba and i have like antlers i put on her and one is like falling off how crazy it's a jackalope oh my goodness and we get close to her and it's just like the western sounds of (laughs) (laughs) okay sorry i really got off there but you guys listen our dreams can be a reality (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway. Um. Speaking of naming conventions, it's got a few others. Uh. Do you want to popcorn it? Sure. Do you want to start? We got the Ozark Black Howler. We got the Ho Ho. Oh. We got Nightshade Bear. <laughs> we got the Bear Cat. The Wowza. The Devil Cat. And the Black Howler. So, so they just took away Ozark on that last one. <laughs> they're like, Ozark no longer claims this scary cat. They got really creative of all of them. So yeah. now we know about the origins of what the origins could be. Uh, I'm going to hand it over to Ryan to tell us a few different encounters people have had with this creature of the night. And boy, oh boy, do I. <laughs> Look, it's right there. It's real. 
<laughs> we found it. I know exactly where Ryan's putting this on the Loring alignment <laughs> chart. From that, the photo of a false oh. stuffed head of an Ozark howler. <laughs> you don't know me. Um, so this is the 1810 sighting. So the earliest legend takes place during, as I said, 1810. An American explorer by the name of Daniel Boone was exploring the Ozark Mountains when he encountered a strange beast while hunting just north of what is now Cuba, Missouri. Interesting place. I didn't think he it was shot a real place. A yeah. <laughs> I had to look at that one It's up. there. <laughs> he shot and wounded the creature and then wrote a letter to his sister-in-law saying that he encountered some strange beast he couldn't identify. Then in 1816, Boone encountered the creature yet again, but was able to kill it this time. He then had it stuffed and put on display in his trophy room. While many accounts support that this happened, there's no actual evidence that the beast was ever killed since Boone never kept any of his trophies. So this is a replica. <laughs> Don't get too excited. <laughs> not, it's not the real thing. <laughs> no. That's what he said it looks. It's like when you catch a fish and you're like, it was this big. It was probably like a bobcat, and he's like, damn, I gotta make up a better story. You're like, I've been out for three days, and this is all I got? Yeah. I gotta embellish no, it a little. Guys, I swear, I got attacked by a giant monster. <laughs> it gets bigger each story you retelling. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, fast forward about 90 years. We're in the 1894 sighting. Um... Sorry, 1846 sighting. Oh, yeah, there you go. In 1846, after World War II had ended, a group of veterans moved into the area outside of a Red Oak, Oklahoma. They all went ahead and started to build their new homes, but some ended up building them on the Ozark Howler's territory. This resulted in the bees relentlessly attacking and stalking those homes in the territory until they moved out. So, you know, don't move into their territory, guys. Yeah, I, I get it with how how hard it is finding a house. You know, you really got to. Yeah, man, if you have one, hold on to it. <laughs> hold hold on to it like the Ozark Howler. <laughs> Just harass the people. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's what I do. <laughs> when the says move out, you go, mm. I... then you just scream until they go away. <laughs> What makes that so much better? I don't know why when you said that. I just had the image of you in like a turtle costume, like going outside <laughs> the front of your house. <laughs> and I was like, what would he do? You said ice cream. And then like that just like completed the whole thing. That's, to me. that's how I keep the housing value low in my area is I go outside in a turtle outfit and just scream at people. <laughs> and, and that's, then, that's yeah. the cryptid. We've made rent hasn't gone up in six years. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> the turtle man and the housing market. That's... <laughs> yeah, in 50 years, turtle the turtle man of Nevada is gonna be <laughs> like a cryptid. It's just me. It's just me trying to keep the rent down. <laughs> I have to draw that. I can see it <laughs> so perfectly. The turtle man of Nevada. I love it. So <laughs> it could be a desert tortoise too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, sorry. Wow, I love my brain. Man, that's great. <laughs> so fast forward to 2014, which I'm pretty sure was last year. Yep. Um, call records to the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission during the fall of 2014 include a reported sighting of an animal 
in Benton County, Arkansas. In October 2014, a record emergency call received by the AGFC indicates a motorist nearly collided with an unidentified mammal at 9.45. The recorded phone conversation indicates that the armed state wildlife officer may have been dispatched to investigate what reports described as a bear-sized gray, fast-running animal on Pump Station Road in Springdale. So it definitely wasn't just a bear. No. It was a bear creature. All right. Next year, 2015, the most recent sighting, 2015, the Arkansas television station 4029 News reported that it had received photograph purported to be images of the Ozark Howler from a local resident, John Meyer, at Devil's Den State Park. John was quoted in news later saying this about the encounter. Met some family in Devil's Den State this weekend for some camping. We were up near Yellow Rock Trailhead this morning and saw this thing chase a squirrel up a tree, and I have never seen anything like it. It had short black fur, a broad nose, and horns like a young deer, but it moved like a cat and had a long tail. Don't know what else it could be but a howler. It was yelping and scratching at the tree, and I got this pretty good photo. When it stopped and turned to look at me. I wish I had video or more photos, but it disappeared too fast. You give me a call. I'm an electrician, so usually available to talk for a minute. Thanks for throwing in your trade at the end there, bud. And we have a photo. So I decided not to look at this photo ahead of time. I'm so glad. Um, and I'm going to... I'm going to imagine this is the most crisp. This is 2015. The iPhone 8 was out in 7 was out in 2015. I had the iPhone 7. It was a solid, solid camera. All right. Let's see. (laughs) That's not the worst photo I've seen. Um, Not quite sure what I'm looking at here. What is that? This is what I imagine a snipe looks like, to be a thousand percent honest. So, here's the thing. Those horns are a thousand percent photoshopped on. The photo itself is blurry, and the horns are less blurry, but, like, someone just, like, went in and added, like, a Gaussian blur to it, and was like, yeah. There, you can see you can see the lines around it when you zoom all the way in. Um, and the tail, don't forget the tail. Also, this was described as a bear-like creature. This thing is the size of my dog. <laughs> so, I think what we have on our hands here is another beast of Bosco situation. This is not. This is just a cat with horns. Dead ass. For the longest time, I thought this is what a snipe was until yeah. I looked up the Ozark Howler and found out this was. <laughs> this thing ran people out of their homes in the 1800s. The fearsome wowza. The fearsome. The fearsome boho. <laughs> oh, sorry, ho ho. The, the, the fearsome devil cat. 
It's just, it's just a freaking kitten with fake horns. Maybe the reason they had to leave their homes is they were allergic to cats, and that's yeah. actually. <laughs> it was chasing a squirrel up a tree because that's all it can eat. It's, it's barely bigger than a squirrel. I'm just saying, 2014, they said bear-sized. Well, what kind of bear we're talking? Well, I, for one, am extremely disappointed in, 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 I, in the Ozark Howler. I love nothing more than when I find a photo like this, because I know you will not look at it until <laughs> Shout out, I will say this is the clearest cryptid photo we've ever seen. This is progress, progress, right? It's def- it's definitely not a stuffed uh, taxidermy. No, <laughs> not a man in a suit, not it's a in little turtle. Pose in two different photos <laughs> because they just moved it and took a second photo. Oh God, there was like four others for this like thing. Yeah, all in the same pose. <laughs> Jersey Devil when it's flying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Huh. Well, um, bad. <laughs> oh, I love I love doing this. This is fun. This podcast so, is great, you guys. Luckily, the news dismissed the photos being heavily photoshopped, um, clearly, and barely resembled the Howler legend. And it was nothing more. You're not gonna believe it than a hoax. So we're all on the same page that this man was just trying to promote his electrician business, right? What a way to do it. (laughs) He's like, I know how to get in the newspaper, honey. It's going to turn things around. (laughs) I'm going to say I saw the Ozark Howler. And at the end of my interview, I'm going to say, also, I'm an electrician. You can call my phone anytime I'm available to talk. He's like, Janet, you gotta trust me, honey. I've been doing this for 45 years. I think I know how to market my own electrician company to them locals. Yo, Sarkowler, chew your electric wires. Don't worry. Come on down to Devil's Den State Electronics, where we will fix your wires for you. Yeah. Beautiful. So beautiful. Oh, man. <laughs> I love this podcast. God. Okay. All right, now let's get to some stories. And Ooh, complete ignore the, 180. Ignore the furry photo that's on the screen. <laughs> All right. This is jo- Julie Coe's Ozark Howler campfire story. <laughs> it was late in October, and fall had brought a chill to the air through the Ozarks. A group of young fur trappers, that's what we call feeling, um, never mind, a group of young fur trappers had spent the day in the woods hoping to gather enough game for food and enough pelts to trade with the other settlers in the area. Tired and hungry from a long, hard day, the group was glad to finally see their camp on the horizon. They were just about to settle around the fire to a warm dinner of soup when they heard the sound that shook them to their very core. A terrifying cry echoed through the forest. Oh. And each man jumped at the ready to defend himself from whatever lurked just beyond the tree line. Unsure of what they heard, murmurs reverberated through the group. 
as they went as they wandered aloud if a woman or a child was in trouble, or perhaps an animal had suffered some kind of horrible injury. The silence that followed the blood-curdling scream was nearly as terrifying. Not only had the scream ceased as suddenly as it had began, but every bird, bug, and forest critter fell into a deafening silence, unlike any of the men had ever heard. No one moved as their eyes darted from one to another, unsure of what they were waiting Wait, unsure of what they were waiting for, one man finally reached for his rifle, followed quickly by the others. Yeah. The men gathered as a group of collect as the group collectively began to inch closer to the woods. The sound of their breathing and rapid breathing of their and rapid beating of their hearts all could be heard. As they moved under the canopy of the trees, the cry came again, and the men were face to face with the ferocious beast. Slinking in front of them a large black creature, although its long snout was similar in shape to a wolf or a dog, the men would agree that the creature was more cat-like in shape and demeanor. The glowing red eyes and horns that adorned in the heads were demonic and terrifying. As the men turned to run towards the camp, the creature returned to the woods, never to be seen or heard from again. At least... Not by this group. I hate that you made that furry joke right at the beginning. <laughs> I I write these notes and I do everything in my power to try to make it a little spooky, a little moody. <laughs> and you have the audacity to come in here with a furry <laughs> joke with the okay. first paragraph. Um, I try so hard. <laughs> you do great. Also, um, this is what they ran into. So, I mean, clearly it wasn't that terrifying. I'm not quite sure. Ryan just why clicked back to the people. photo. Like, if you guys, you guys just have to see this photo. <laughs> I too sometimes see my neighborhood cat and just flee in terror. It. Check out like the timestamp on the live stream around thirty seconds, and you'll you'll see the photo. I promise you guys. <laughs> Man, well, that's great. I I I really tried. I really tried so hard to make it spooky. I really did. <laughs> you, you did great. You know, furries are a little scary sometimes. I just I want to make a meme where it's a furry in the Ozark Mountains. <laughs> Like, big, oh. <laughs> he howled as the ferocious, large black creature came. I want to find toward the woods. I want to find his abs shimmering under the moonlight. Surprise! Ironically, I'm not not into that tail flipping in the woods like a leaf in the trees. Press the horny button on you. His snout, snouting all over. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of press, snouting all over. You <laughs> gotta press that doink button on you. You always press on me. No. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> this is my sound board. <laughs> uh, well, well, Ryan 
cools down, we'll do it. <laughs> His claws ripped my shirt like the ferocious black howler. All I can see is it let out a demonic shriek <laughs> as it brought me back to its den. Right. The rest of the fur trappers decided to get out of there. But I said, I'm going to get more fur. You know where else you can get fur? Oh it's from God. the alluringshop.com. Let's cut to that commercial break, baby. Picture this. You're driving down Nevada's famous extraterrestrial highway when you suddenly see a UFO glide across the sky. And then BAM! Inspiration for a design that is out of this world hits you. So you pull over, pull out your sketchbook, and create a work of art. Now, while admiring your creation, it hits you that you could sell this online. But how? Or where do you even start? Well, that's where Printful comes in. Printful is a print-on-demand site with high-quality products, and it's the perfect way to start an online shop. It's super easy to use, and they help you every step of the way. All you have to do is upload your amazing artwork or even use some of the pre-made designs they have, add it to the products you want, and then add it to your shop. Plus, they provide tons of different high-quality print-on-demand products and ship worldwide. Printful also has ready-made integrations that allow you to connect your Printful to your own store in just a few clicks. They are integrated with the world's top e-commerce platforms, which means you probably already have everything you need to set it up. For the podcast, we use a WordPress site that is hosted through Bluehost, and I was honestly so surprised because it just took a few clicks to install, and then the shop was live on our site in minutes. I wasn't shuffling through code for hours, and Printful provided a step-by-step guide on their website to help get everything set up. So that means you get more time to work on your alien-inspired artwork and less time stressing over setting up for an online shop. So what are you waiting for? Join Printful today by going to printful.com slash a slash alluring or go to our website alluring.com slash sponsors and click on our Printful banner. Again, that's printful.com slash a slash alluring or go to our website alluring.com slash sponsors and click on our Printful banner and start your online shop today. I think this episode is just Ryan getting back at me for all the times I've gone a little thirsty. Oh. <laughs> okay, let's let's talk about the appearance of this bad boy. So this cryptid yeah. is shaped like a grizzly bear with a shaggy gray, black, or dark colored coat. It has stocky legs, a heavy set belly, and a long fluffy tail. So, like, as I describe this, this description doesn't even really match the photo of like, the hoax photo. Say, take the photo we have, right? And just the opposite of everything. <laughs> it's like what the what I'm describing is like its main like dating profile image. Yeah. And then what it that photo was is what you see when you see it in person yeah. <laughs> for the party and after the party right great analogy 
So it stands between three to six feet at the shoulders and has been compared to a cougar due to its cat-like movements. Uh, It has lion-sized teeth and razor-sharp claws. Its eyes glow bright red, has a dog-like snout and a lion-like tail uh, and ram-like horns protruding from its head. It has been seen moving in a bipedal manner instead of on all fours, which I hate everything about that. Um, So occasionally you'll see it on all fours, but it's normally two-stepping it through the forest. Okay. And overall, it seems like a type of eerie horned cougar hybrid, which isn't too intimidating, but the sound of this creature is known to be the most unsettling thing about it. So been some pretty intimidating horned cougars before. <laughs> Stop. I knew. I knew you were going to make that joke. <sighs> I knew it. And I was like, you know what? Maybe he won't. <laughs> Maybe I can just roll right past that. I almost put it in like my little note joke thing, too. And I was like, nah. <laughs> the, our audience deserves better. Anyway. Yeah, uh, they do. <laughs> No, is it's trademark. It is TM'd, my friend, and that's because of how unique and quite frankly terrifying it is. The sound has been described as a very deep, guttural, and high-pitched. The cry also sounds like a combination of wolf howls, red fox, and eagle? No, elk. Nope. That, elk I, eagle. Yeah, I was going to say eagle bulge, and that didn't mean to me elk bulg and the laugh of a hyena so this scream has also been referred to as an unearthly half human scream and hearing it instantly causes a sense of dread to wash over one now did you write that no on the text in the no man I didn't, I didn't read through these notes one more time before we went through it. I'm sorry, you guys. So now, anyway, I found the audio. I found an audio clip of someone that recreated what they heard. So it's not real deal, but tomatoes, tomatoes kind of thing. And Ryan, Ryan's going to play it for us. Right. If you're driving a car, pull over. If you're you have small children nearby cover their ears because this is the most terrifying sound you will ever hear in your life definitely not just call of duty zombies i hate that you said that because this sound scared me. Correct. Correct. Until you said that. <laughs> can, can someone stitch this? Just this part with the Call of Duty zombie scream to see if it's the same thing? It probably is. It is. It, I play a lot of Call of Duty zombies. It's the same. It's the same sound. Man. Man, but it's fine. You're maybe Call of Duty. I mean, the, those are Howler came first, right? Not Call of Duty. So, Call of Duty ripped the Ozark Howler, not the other way around. I just you have taken everything scary from this, yep, and have yep. just been like, uh-huh. actually, <laughs> look, 
my job is to just keep other folklore, not folklore, folklore people are great. Other cryptid podcasts just hate us. And I'm trying to keep the trend going. Ryan is team cryptid, but in the best way possible. Because I think cryptids are the best. Right. Ryan loves, so understand, Ryan loves them cryptids, but he wants them to be real. So if they're false, he's going to shoot them yes. down real hard. Yeah. If you post this, wait, give me a sec. Give me a sec. If you post this and come at me and say, hey, look, I found a picture. I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, you, you found it. That's crazy. No. That's fake. But if you post right. this. As a real photo. And if you post, if you if you send me a realistic photo that looked like this, I'd be like, yeah, that's pretty crazy. That's probably real. <laughs> so Ryan supports cryptids. Just he them. he doesn't kiss the ads, the asses of no. false ones. I no, think. there's too many fakers out there. <laughs> Ryan's that's, the real dude. That's all it is. Yeah, <laughs> I know Bigfoot. You've not seen Bigfoot. You're lying, because Bigfoot's a forest spirit. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Ryan Ouija boards uh, Bigfoot on the weekends, actually. That's yeah, we, we chill. Like, <laughs> we hang out. He wears a size 12 and a half. I don't think it's that impressive, personally. But... <laughs> Can we just make Bigfoot shoes and only sell them in 12 and a half? <laughs> That's the only size. I wear can... size 12, so I can almost fit them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> tomatoes tomatoes am i right <laughs> me medium foot <laughs> um so how isn't that spooky but if it was spooky, uh, that <laughs> if it was spooky um it's got some other spooky powers so mm-hmm. intangibility teleport you can't touch it oh my right? god that's what it means i was trying yeah. to <laughs> not tangible Okay. And you go right through it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. So, no poji to it. Uh, teleportation, super strength, night vision. Oh, they're getting cooler. <laughs> rapid healing. Nice. Death curse. Uh-huh. And probably from a D&D book, <laughs> gamer book, a death stare. So, yeah, it just progressively got yes. cooler were growing up so yeah it's a real thing so though these are all one hell of a collection of powers i wouldn't worry too much about this creature it comes off as a docile one that just gets territorial and you know what don't we all so there are hardly any encounters of it hurting someone and its abilities seem to be more of a warning of death to come than it being the cause of people dying so Overall, just like a chill big cat is really how I see this cryptid. So now, on to history and events. So, on top of the beast, in lore being terrifying, not so much pictures, the location of this creature is just as spooky. So, the Ozark spread across southern parts of America from Arkansas to Oklahoma to Kansas to Missouri. And if history has taught us anything it is that the south has some very sketchy history which results in tons of creepy folklore scary ghost stories and creepy unsolved cases dating back hundreds of years 
the Ozarks were also cut off from more urban areas of the country for a long time. So many stories and legends that lingered have more of a gothic vibe to them, making them feel extra eerie and extra spooky. So specifically, the Ozark Mountains and the Ozark Mountain towns were always riddled with ghost presence, unexplainable sounds, and paranormal orbs, and just just things they couldn't explain. And there are so many spooky stories about what is going on there. So if you just Google Ozark ghost stories, you'll find a ton along with a bunch of travel locations too. We're not going to talk about here because one, I have not staged this house recently. And Ryan and I are not about the paranormal stuff. So if you want to scare yourself, go look up some Ozark Southern stories. Because they are spooky and unsettling. And it makes for a great show stuff, but we're not going to cover it. Sorry, I need a drink of water. <laughs> Dolly, Dolly's here to protect me if we do get into the spooky stuff. I forget you have a Dolly cat. <laughs> I, I want Lucky. one, but I want it to be Jack Sparrow. Or Trixie Make Mattel. Or both. Oh. If I could get Trixie Mattel to be like Jack Sparrow, I I think that would be the perfect. Probably exists out there. Yeah, would Trixie or would that be more something Katya would do? Man, dr- drag queens are amazing. Anyway, sorry. So, <laughs> speaking of, let's talk about some cougars. Uh, not only does location play a big role in the legend of the Ozark Howler. But it can also explain what animals this creature is commonly misidentified as. So when the lore of the Ozark Howler was first popping up during the mid-1800s, it was dismissed as nothing more than a local legend because there were cougars roaming the area. This worked as a plausible explanation for some time, but hunting cougars was a big thing in the Ozarks, and by the 1920s, cougars, along with a wide variety of other cat-like creatures like pumas and panthers, went extinct in places like Missouri due to overhunting and trapping. So we don't got any there anymore. So there was no longer any of these types of animals in the area, and when there was a boom in Ozark Howler sightings, it was the early 2000s. So by the time we're having all of these sightings, we don't even have those animals in the area anymore. Yeah. I, I'm glad you had this section because my first thought when I was reading about like the sounds and stuff is like cougars or uh, we call them mountain lions out here, but it's the same thing. Um, they sound terrifying. Yes. Like they straight up sound like a person screaming in the like in the woods and stuff so like my first thought when we were reading about this i was like oh it's just a mountain lion yeah and they're they're awful i'll never forget because i went to elementary school in arizona for a minute and there was one day where we had to watch the news because there was like a cougar like a mountain lion outside our school and i just remember hearing it howl It's scary. Yeah, they're scary. It's like a guttural, like, it sounds like someone being murdered. Yes, a, a thousand percent. It sounds like a Call yeah. of Duty zombie. <laughs> is, a little I, bit. I, think I actually could have a sound of a cougar on my board real quick. You may. That's a cougar. <laughs> Wait a minute. 
<laughs> Wait a minute. All the dots are connecting. Everything's aligning. <laughs> so, to this day, uh, wildlife officials still say there's no breeding population of them left in the Ozark region. Though these ferocious felines are no longer in the area, some have seen large cats roaming the forest. But they have dis- been dismissed as local house cats who have gotten loose and are nothing compared to the howler. So, like, like it, cats. Yeah, it may have been that like hoax photo we saw. Like that. Could, yeah. <laughs> could have Someone been. put antlers on their cat around Christmas time and forgot to take them off. <laughs> and now he's just hunting squirrels with his little antlers. Yeah. He's used to it now. <laughs> so. Now that we can dismiss this possibility that it's any type of cougar, there's also another theory that it's nothing more than the result of animals getting freaky. So some biologists believe that howler um, is an ascendant of like a mountain lion breed that has either mutated into a new species or is a hybrid of a mountain lion with some unknown creature. Other guesses have included that it may be a wild boar and Eastern woodland bison, a hyena, or something native, but we just we just don't know what, <laughs> what it could be. Someone just brought a hyena over and let it go in the Ozarks. <laughs> Someone brought a hyena, yeah. spray painted it, and said, go yeah. long, buddy, and smacked it. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen Tiger King. I know they got some weird animals down there in the south. <laughs> Maybe he's the one that created those, our color. Maybe. (laughs) Wouldn't shock me. (laughs) We wouldn't be surprised. (laughs) Nothing, nothing from that show surprised would surprise me anymore. Okay. So now, fall encounters of this creature, many believe in this ominous spirit, but due to the hoax of the late 1990s, this legend became more skeptical than believable. So this is separate from the photo thing, okay? Oh, okay. But it's another big hoax. So during this time, an Arkansas student made it his mission to prove the cryptid community wrong. Though it is unclear... (laughs) What? Good job, brother. (laughs) And there went three cryptid listeners. Okay, so (laughs) though it's unclear if he did it because he was petty or vengeful, the boy put in some hours. He flooded websites and blogs with outlandish sightings and stories of the Howler under a collection of multiple aliases. This made researching and proving the truth of it to be massively difficult, and this resulted in scientists even launching a full pledge investigation to get to the bottom of the Ozark Howler legend. Damn. Like, this kid had nothing better to do is really yeah. what happened. You know? He, yeah. He was like, I'm going to prove the cryptid community wrong and spent hours making all of this stuff just to make it difficult to research. And that's like part of the reason this topic was hard to find anything for it's because yeah. it would say something, and it's like, but this was just from a hoax account. And I'm like, that doesn't help me, though. So, anyway, back to the scientist. After launching a full-fledged investigation, they came to the conclusion it was nothing more than a hoax by someone trying to mess with the cryptozoology community. To this day, scientists believe it's probably just a cougar or bobcat or black bear, but this doesn't explain the eerie howl of the creature along with the hybrid animal appearance. 
now. It is time for, is it science or the church? This one's actually kind of hard. <laughs> you cause... told me it was getting easy, so I took that it as was a challenge. I'm going to go with, just because you kind of talked about, to this day, scientists believe it was just a cougar, I think you're going to expand a little more on that. So I am going to go with science. <laughs> it was the church. <laughs> the Catholic Church has once again let me down. <laughs> uh, to be 13 in church again. The same feeling of disappointment. <laughs> so now, though there was a full-fledged investigation of this creature at the end of the day, it's really reaching to an explanation of what the creature could be. That being said, okay. the most plausible theory and explanation is one of our personal favorites, is that it's a spirit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, during the late 1800s to 1900s, a Christian church in Arkansas had depicted the Ozark Haller in a piece of stained glass window art. Many found this odd, but the preacher and the church at the time said they just wanted to commemorate local lore and beliefs and be respectful. Um, they wanted to bring the community together and show that they care, right? The window was oddly protected, much like all the other holy figures in the church. And it was rumored the church was on part of the Ozarks land, so having this piece kept it safe. <laughs> now times okay. be changing. And the new preacher wasn't about this spooky, furry nonsense. He ordered that anything outside of Christianity be removed from the building and hired some people to take the stained glass piece down. Then, as quickly as the glass was replaced, the church had a mysterious fire burn it to the ground. It is said that the fire was started by the howler due to the lack of the preacher's respect for being on its land. Ooh. You get him, Mal. Are you? Yeah, you tell him. <laughs> All I want in this damn swamp is respect. <laughs> and the preacher didn't give it to him. It's so. There was more of a story with like the church than there was with science this time. So that's why I went for the church for it. Okay. I see you being a little sneaky sneak over there. Sneaky sneak. Well, you know what is grounded in science is this week's modern take. Because, oh boy, is it bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the great scientific journal called the Sci-Fi Channel has a show called Haunted Highway. And in an episode, they went to the Ozarks to find none other than the Ozark Howler. You can see pictures of them on the screen over here trying to find it. Um, investigating the location of the Newton County sightings, the investigators took a thermal images of the animal they thought might be the Howler, as you can see in the bottom left of the screen here. And they also made plaster casts of the paw prints where they found the animal had taken meat that they set out to show the... The show's producers left this out to try and capture. And boy, did they, as you can see from this tiny little red blob on the screen. 
Unfortunately, there are many animals in the Ozarks that enjoy a tasty treat, such as raccoons and possums, and wildlife biologists consulted the show and identified the paw prints as being from a puma or cougar. So we have once again circled back to cougars, and they were too big to have been left by bobcats, which are well-known residents of the mountain. So, you know, could be a cougar. But there's apparently not breedable cougar, a breeding population of cougars in the Ozarks. So you tell me, Kimmy. I'm I'm all about forest spirit for this one. Yeah, that checks out. I think most cryptid creatures can just lead back to forest spirit. Yeah. Or, look, or a cat with antlers that somebody <laughs> forgot they had. And then now the cat's just out there with antlers or on its head. Third option, someone in yeah. a third furry suit discovering oh. who they truly are under the full moon. There's not much to do in the Ozarks. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Like <laughs> you gotta find time to like explore like nature. If whatever gets you out there that isn't hurting other people, like <laughs> whatever gets you out there. <laughs> but I just love the sci-fi channel and all of the like cryptid hunting shows because like half the episode that I watched was just these like close-up images of their faces, like scared at random sounds they heard, and they also played a sound they thought was the thing, and it just sounded like someone screaming off in the distance. Did you ever? We have a friend. I'm not gonna say his name because I don't know if he once said the. Uh, we made like a mockumentary called <laughs> "The Search for the Sand Yeti," and there's a scene where like they're like trying to listen for a sound, and it's just someone off in the distance screaming it, and they think they heard it, so they scream back, and then the people who did the original scream think that the other person is it. I think that's the situation here. I I want I've only seen clips of it and I have asked him because we play D and D I'm like when can I see this final masterpiece? Yeah. <laughs> one day one day he'll finish it. <laughs> it's just it's only been like seven years. It's fine. I know. I know. <laughs> it's gonna be a masterpiece. It has to be at this point. We're great friends. We play D and D all the time. <laughs> it's just it's just we'll like him about it. He's working on, he, he has like yeah. little things he wants to adjust and I get it. And I'm like, I need to see this. You don't understand. It's the only thing I've ever acted in and I just want the world to see it so bad. We need, we need to do a showing <laughs> on yeah. our Discord. For yes. I'll bug him, I'll bug him next time I see them. <laughs> I'll be like, hey, you, <laughs> tell me how it's going. It, yeah. Man, yeah, it's this is one of those things. I just feel like spirit is the best explanation for what it could be because it yeah. just doesn't hurt people. And yeah. I've had it's I've like had Bigfoot. a few chilling. Yeah, and I've had a few people that have been like, "Why do you do like cryptid and folklore?" I'm like, I really feel they're the same thing. You know, yeah. it's like. I could break the podcast down to like yokai and cryptid and like European folklore and mythology and stuff. Yeah. So I just did like the two, two like attention grab words. 
but I just feel like so many cryptids are just forest spirits or animals that have been misidentified. Yeah. I think um just the way you're saying, I think cryptids are just folklore creatures that haven't been around long enough yes. to become folklore. That's what I mean. <laughs> Literally it. Yeah. Like in a hundred years, I think they will be folklore. I just yeah, think definitely. we just call like our folklore creatures cryptids. You know? Yeah. No, that's that's fair. But anyway, I love them all. <laughs> so yeah. when I say team folklore and team cryptid, I'm really the powerful source here. Cause I because well. one day the cryptids will cryptid is like the modern, I guess. And then folklore yeah, is like the historic. It doesn't live in the past is what we're saying. Yeah. That's why I do science or the church <laughs> and Ryan does yeah. modern takes. It all connects because we totally plan it, yeah. it that way. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. <sighs> we're not just winging it every week. No. Um, speaking of winging it, <laughs> should we do our announcements real quick? It's time for the lore report. should play the wolf howl. Oh, the owl. Oh, I did the who. We're still trying to figure out the transition sound. It's 46 episodes. It's fine. We just um, added them last episode. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Y'all, candle pre-orders are live. So get yourself an alluring candle right now. If you're watching or listening to this episode on the day it came out, which I know all of you do, um, that means you have one, two, three, six more days. You have till the end of April. To get yourself a candle. We have three different scent combos. We have the Cryptid Campsite, the best one. The Folklore Campsite and the Lost Camper. They smell freaking delicious. We spent hours trying to find smells we liked. And they smell so dang good. Kimmy's modeling them on the screen right now. Um, We'd really appreciate if you guys could pre-order. It'll help us keep this show a-running um, yep, so again, pre-orders are live until April 30th, so go check out alluringshop.com and pre-order yours today, and the first 12 orders, if they have not already been ordered, will get extra candle wax melts added to their order. Wow. alien so, heads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so check it out today. Go get them. Go get some candles. We'd appreciate it. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Yeah. Do it. Um, so Ryan, did you know next yes. month we'll be have we will have officially been doing this podcast for two years? Oh my god. <laughs> did you also know that we're gonna be celebrating it? That. <laughs> I'm That's sorry. So long. <laughs> so two years. We're That's almost crazy. at fifty episodes. Because we're bi-weekly. Jesus. But did you also know we are going to be celebrating it next month? We're going to be hosting giveaways on our social channels. Boom. Posting episodes that are bonus. And asking our lovely listeners to support us by donating or becoming a Patreon. Did you know all that? Yeah, I did. Well... I'm glad you did, because now you and everyone listening. <laughs> so next month, we are going to be hosting our Loring Summer Camp Bash. We will be celebrating 
all month long with giveaways, new Patreon tiers and goodies, along Ooh. with bonus episodes for all of our oh. listeners. What? So, to learn more, go to Lorian.com and click on the Summer Camp Bash link for details. You will find a video of our little plushy camp counselor, Mothman, in the flames of inspiration to get you to donate today. So, go check it out. <laughs> okay, your turn. There's one more. All right. You got to scroll. And one more. Speaking of Patreon, we got two major updates. First is we now have the campsite moon mail tier. So, every month, Kimmy snail mails out some goodies inspired by illustrations created for, you guessed it, the podcast. The second is we now got the new campsite welcome kits, which has a holographic alluring sticker that you will see on the screen. And postcards we send out to anyone who joins as whether that's $3, $5, $9, or more. So head on over to our Patreon. Help support the show. It's the best way you can support us, honestly. And learn more about what you could do. Oh, sorry, what you could get from helping support an indie podcast today at patreon.com slash alluring. Check it out. All right. And now let's check out the alluring alignment chart. I feel pretty, pretty good about this one. Oh, we're all the same. Okay. You put a little Now, before bit- we're talking about the furry version... Lawful good, top right, but we're talking the real one, so. Yeah, no, it's it's always kind of weird when we're, like, a little bit on the same page, because I feel like I, the the experience you just had with the Ozark Howler was so much different than me researching it. Yeah, I think, I mean, with cryptids that are specifically, like, animal cryptids, it's really hard to put them on a chart because they're... They're just animals, you know, like, is a bear evil, you know, because it kills things? And now it's just trying to survive. Now, cocaine bear, that's... <laughs> I knew it. I knew you were going to bring up cocaine bear at some point in this. <laughs> I fucking love cocaine bear with all my heart. It changed my entire life. I need to watch that one. <laughs> it's so good. Um, But yeah, so we're, we're about on the same page. You put it a little more lawful. Yeah, so for all our audio listeners, Ryan has put it in the true center between good and evil, lawful and chaotic. It's just one neutral son of a bitch. Um, yeah. I put it, so I put it between evil and good because it's just, it's just there, like, yeah, just being neutral. But I did put it a little bit more up towards lawful just because it's territorial, so, okay. Like, yeah, that's fair. That's its like laws and what it goes yeah. by. Its law is stay out of my territory and we don't have a problem. Right. Like if you if he was just like making all the villagers leave, right? It would be more towards chaotic. Yeah. But it's just that's like fair. get out of my space and then it's chill. Yeah, if it was going out of its territory to scare people off, chaotic. But yeah, no, I I, I agree. We're we're on the same page. Oh, that's so nice. With this one. Yeah, it wasn't quite attractive enough to to make us go our separate ways, but there's always next week. Yeah, it wasn't furry enough for Ryan, and then it wasn't. Yeah. 
You know me. <laughs> That's totally what Brian's about. <laughs> I hope All right. to God we get a fan letter with something furry related for you. I that's all I I hope this is someone's first episode and they yeah. mail something to Ryan furry related. Yeah. Like, oh my god, yeah, that's crazy. I would love nothing more. <laughs> well, um Oh yeah, we got our takeaways what? before we yeah. we head out. Um uh, let me think. I I can think of a good one. <laughs> I, I got one. Oh. I don't want to steal your thunder in case yours is the same thing. No, you should go first. I still need a minute. I'm trying to think of how to word it. So despite there being a lack of cougars in the Ozarks, there's a lot of cougars. In the Ozarks. <laughs> Sometimes I just don't know what to say when you say stuff. And it... <laughs> um, wow, that one's just going to kind of sit with me for a minute. Because yeah. it's so good. It's just... It's just so, it's so Shout good. out to my my southern cougars out there. <laughs> he he listen, if you are a southern cougar looking for a, a possible what is it called? Sugar <laughs> baby? Yeah. Ryan is available, so And I need money. And he needs <laughs> We're doing a folklore cryptid podcast. We are not raking in the dough, as the kids like to say. We are not getting that bread and head and leaving. We are struggling um. by the scraps. <laughs> we're we're on tap and the struggle is real. So <laughs> There's your there's your dating pro over. <laughs> um, man, I want to do something with furries so bad, and I've been trying to think of what. Oh, oh, oh no. Um, um, howl like a Call of Duty zombie. That's what I want mine to be. There we go. That's a good one. <laughs> that's how you that's how you get the cougars in the area. Give them a little. There's one as long as there's just one listening that hears the cry, she'll uh -huh. DM us and I will forward them immediately to Ryan. So <laughs> All right, let's get the hell out of yeah, here. Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. This has been alluring. You just have the most alluring day. Hit me up, Cougars, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Oh boy. Oh, I knew that one was going to be a little bit of a shit show. That's fantastic. And that's all for this episode of Alluring. Thank you for taking a seat around the campfire and listening. If you want more Alluring, go check out our website, Alluring.com. That's A L O R E I N G.com. You can also find us on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Discord. If you have any questions, folklore, cryptid sightings, or urban legend you would like us to discuss, email us at alluring at gmail.com. If you like this show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It's the best way to help support us and spread the word. Special thanks to Lane Hammonds for our music. 
If you'd like to show your support and have access to bonus content not posted anywhere else, visit our Patreon page today at patreon.com slash and help us keep the firewood burning. Bye-bye now. I'm Alex from Strange Talk. For anyone into weird stuff, you have found your people. We tackle topics of the bizarre, supernatural, and otherworldly in an easy conversational format. If you need to wander down some research rabbit holes, Strange Talk will provide all the fodder you need. You can tune in Thursday nights, 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Radio Artifact in Cincinnati or anywhere around the entire planet Earth at RadioArtifact.com.